Hey, welcome to Late Night with Larry. I'm your host, Larry D. I'm here with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give him a shout out. Hey, what's up? Welcome back. Here we are once again. And tonight we think we are going to talk about... It's in our area of New Mexico, and it's been a legend folklore for since probably thousands of years well yeah. I, I don't know thousands but maybe hundreds of years since this has been settlement in new mexico but we want to talk about the yorona yeah and he's not referring to my ex-wife he's talking about folklore that's right so i don't know how many of you are familiar with it recently hollywood made a movie about the yorona and i watched it and i didn't i didn't really think it was that good they portrayed the yorona as demonic and wanting to just kill everyone she saw and that's not how the folklore truly goes we were raised here in New Mexico in the Southwest, and we were always told as children that when the sun went down, we needed to get inside, especially if we lived by a river or where water flowed or, or a water source, basically. A water source, basically. Yeah. And the thing was, get inside or the Yorona will get you. Yep. And, you know, growing up hearing those stories as children, it frightened us. You know, it definitely kept us in line. We came home when we were supposed to most of the time. Yeah. And, and it did. And I will say, growing up, my mom used to say, get inside or the Yorona will get you. Yep. As soon as I heard that, I would stop in my tracks and say, oh, I would turn around and bolt to the door. Here I come. I would come directly inside. And I'm not going to lie. There's one time in my life when we were outside and while the sun was up, we were still talking. Big men, you know, little kids. Yeah, I'm not afraid of the Yorona. Let her come. But when that sun came down and I went inside, we talked about it so much. As I was taking a bath that night getting ready for bed I started crying uh (laughs) she's gonna get me (laughs) so yeah it's a it's pretty powerful when you're that young you know it is well speaking of powerful how about we have a drink sure I got my Big Sipper below here going. You got the Big Sipper. Uh-huh. Big Sipper. Does anybody know about the Big Sipper? We will find out about the Big Sipper. Oui, oui. And I got me some Coors Light. We all know that, Cowboy Coors. Mm-hmm. And to all of you who don't like it, here it goes. There you go. So as we were saying, we grew up with this folklore and it's interesting how it's been passed down from generation to generation to generation. Yes. Now, I don't think in today's world, unless you're a traditional Hispanic family, that it gets passed down. Because I really didn't tell my kids about it. Right. No. And uh, here in the South Valley, I don't, I don't know. I don't hear a whole lot about it, but I'm not really in touch with the youth. So, right. I mean, my kids never mention it to me from their friends. Right. I think more over here is the kukui. The kukui. Well, <laughs> we all have our folklore. But here's my thing. Growing up, where did this come from? Is it real? You know, it, that's that's interesting because I'm not sure exactly where it came from, but let's just start with what do we know about it? What we were told was it was a lady who drowned her children, correct? That's right. And uh, her, she was cursed, and uh, she was, I guess part of her curse was uh, to roam the earth until she finds them. 
That's what it was, yes. And uh, the movie did get some portion of the folklore right. So she married the most handsome man in her village. She caught him with another woman. They had two children. So she was so angered that she wanted to get revenge on him, and she did it by drowning the children. Mm. And that's why they say if you're by the arroyo, the lake, or a source with water, sometimes you'll hear her crying. Right, and that's what I was going to add. Uh, I remember crying being part of that. Right. That's a big part. They said that's how you know the Yorona is around. That you hear her crying. Now, we did talk about it briefly in a previous episode when we were talking about uh, hauntings, and uh, we did say that at one time our grandmother said that, that she heard her, and she swears that it was her because it was a loud crying that went by her bedroom window, and she said the next morning she told our mother that she heard the Yorona. She was looking for her kids around here. So, yeah. <laughs> and like here in Albuquerque and where we grew up in Gallup, there's a lot of uh, arroyos. And that's one of the things, stay out of there when there's water. I mean, it's it's common. I mean, it's just common sense. You want the kids not to play there because it's dangerous. But I think the Orona is used as an extra precaution to keep them away from those arroyos. Right. Just like we grew up in Gallup, we have the Rio Puerco running right through Gallup. And uh, when we were very young, I was, I was too young to remember, but we lived right next to it, correct? We did. We did. And, and it did flood, and that's what destroyed our property there. And I used to play on the banks of it when I was young, real young. But, you know, we didn't stay out after dark because of the Yorona. Right. Now, the, it's the Rio Puerco, but we all just know it as the Perky. Yeah, we called it the Perky. Now, here's, here's my thing. I have friends that are from up north, northern New Mexico, southern New Mexico, and they've all been told the same tale about the Yorona, mm. how... If you're out after dark, she'll come after you. Now, I have one friend in particular that I worked with, and he's from up northern New Mexico, and he swears that one night, him and his brother were out playing by an arroyo, and they heard crying. And he swears that he saw a white figure out there. And he, he tells me, I saw the Yorona. I swear I saw her. Wow. So. My my thing is, is it just folklore or is it real? Now, I'm going to take his word on it because he saw something. Right. He, he's a pretty uh, reputable guy. So the thing is, has anyone else seen her? Right. Um, I'm sure if we dig hard enough, we could find somebody who at least thinks they've seen her. Right. Now, I, I in an earlier uh, podcast, I mentioned that I heard crying that night in my house in Gallup. And uh, the, the lady in Zuni told me it was a dead crying because I live close to the cemetery. But could it have also been the Yorona? Because like we said, the Perky runs right through Gallup and it's what a, a few blocks from that house I lived in. But also look at the house that you lived in. You had an arroyo maybe a quarter mile away. Oh, that's true, right behind the school. That's right. I forgot about that. And growing up, there was a ditch behind the elementary school we went to and we used to play in it as kids. We did. So there again, was it 
crying of the Yorona you heard, or was it something else? You know, that's that's debatable because uh, I, I really, to this day, don't know what it was. I know it it rattled me, it, it scared me. Well, see there again, and no one could say where she shows up it's right. as the tale says she wanders but here's the other interesting thing every culture has a story of something similar to the yorona yes so is it just a myth or is it something that truly happened and it got passed down from generations I, I think in all these myths or folklore all these stories there's got to be a, a grain of truth to them that's how they got started that's exactly and, and I agree myths stories they get started from something from actual events right and as time goes on the story gets passed on and passed on and some things will change but they try and keep it as accurate as they can yes now that night i heard the crying at my house like i said when i cracked the curtain open it stopped but i never actually looked outside right and I don't know. I guess I really didn't want to know what it was. Yeah, I, I, I don't blame you. But this is an interesting subject, and we grew up with it all our lives. And I would like to maybe do some further research. Now, everyone's going to say, oh, in today's world, oh, it's just folklore. It's, you know, it, it, that's just what they told the kids to get them in. But let's, let's think about that. Now we have all these programs on TV about paranormal caught on camera and, right. and all these, which actually show some, you know, I don't know if they're photoshopped, but some of the footage is pretty creepy and yes. pretty crazy. Now, with, in today's society, they got them thinking that if you can't explain it with science, it's not real. That's right. Or it's photoshopped or it's fake. Right. Um, and not to get off the subject of the Yorona, but I was watching uh, one of these programs and they showed a little doll. And they said, pay attention to the doll as the girl was holding her. And supposedly it, this doll was possessed. So the girl, little girl was talking, holding, and you slowly saw the doll's head turn and look at her. And I, I thought, wow, now is that real or is it right? special effects? Right. And that's interesting because, uh, I mean, there's just so much out there we don't know, we don't understand. People think they understand. They think they got it all figured out, but they I don't do. believe that. I, I don't either, because it, this world's so full of unexplained anomalies. Right. I mean, like, not to get off subject again, but like the zero-point energy thing, where we're surrounded by energy in the universe. Totally. totally. And, and the theory is, what is our souls? Nothing but energy. Energy. And you, you, can't, you can't make it, or you can't lose it. It just changes form in the... That's right. And now that you say that it's it's vibration as well so we vibrate at a certain frequency while we're alive and when we die does that vibration change and take us to another dimension maybe the frequency changes it could or, or maybe since we no longer need our body we could mess with the frequency because and that's how we get our paranormal sightings they come back to visit in our realm so so let's take that what we just said now the frequency now once this lady died you know her children she killed them once she died of course she probably mourned 
because she regretted it in, in the folklore. She mourned her children the rest of her life. So once she died, she entered into a new dimension. Yes. Uh, uh, as, as we say, uh, another portal, another reality, right. which the veil in front of us, we can't see because we're at this particular vibration. Right. It's just like we're vibrating at this frequency. We're on a different channel. So then does she enter our Vibration well, every yeah. now and then, looking for her children. That's that's what I was getting at right there. So, let's think about that for a minute. And you out there, you decide. But that's what we're here to do. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah, and if what do you think? Do you want to sway us one way or another? We'd like to hear what you think. You know, this is very interesting. And like we we're talking about the Yorona, we don't have all the the facts or everything we're just going by what we were told what we remember as children but i mean if you were told something different we'd love to know you know i i would and if you guys have a folklore similar to the yorona and let's say you live up in the tennessee mountains you know the appalachians uh if you lived in somewhere in Europe or somewhere and, and you have a similar idea shoot us an email man I, I, I want to know your folklore yeah. but we're going to keep it on this subject for right now we just wanted to briefly touch that and uh, it was for someone that was interested in the Yorona so Lori shout out to you there you go shout out Lori thanks for the input right and uh we may dig deeper into this subject and uh, bring you some more information later, but we're going to keep it on the paranormal right now. Yep, and you know what? That's where we live. It has it's rich in paranormal stories. It, people would even say paranormal activity. I mean, those of us who have experienced it. it, it is. And I know we've talked about skinwalkers, but I just want to tell you all, as well as my brother, that I was recently introduced to a story from some people in Farmington. And uh, they were out one night and they were drinking, having their good old time doing what good old boys do. Well, they took a road on the reservation which they weren't supposed to take. And uh, among them was a Caucasian, a white friend. He was with some natives and the natives said, we shouldn't go down this road. And he said, why not? Let's go. There's nothing down here to be afraid of. So they reluctantly followed and they drove down the road. While as they were out hanging around, lo and behold, they heard some noise. And it was a skinwalker. They didn't know what to do except get frightened at first. And uh, once they knew it was a skinwalker, they got in their vehicle and they proceeded to leave the area at high a high rate of speed is what they said such a high rate of speed that they got pulled over the way now they were in two cars and uh the second car called them and and said you know you need to go faster go faster because it's catching up so eventually they were on this road and once they hit another road there was a navajo nation police officer who pulled them over now, you would think a police pulling someone over going that fast is going to say, I'm not buying your bullshit. But once they explained to this officer what they were running from, and it's here somewhere around us, even now, this officer told him, follow me, I'll escort you, we need to get out of here. So they proceeded to just 
high rate of speed, get out of the area they were in. Yeah. And this is from the white guy's side. Once he said they saw the lights of Farmington, he said his heart dropped. He was never relieved more than... He never oh, felt yeah. relief more in his life. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah, that's interesting, uh, especially when a non-native gives their perspective like that, and it lines up with what the natives say. Exactly. Now, getting back on the skinwalker, we can't give the name or, or anything like that, but uh, we have a Native American brought a picture to our attention. And supposedly, one of his family members took this picture, and it's of a skinwalker. And uh, now, they claim it's legitimate. I looked at it, and it's just just one of the creepiest damn things I've ever seen in my life. It is. You're right. We looked at that picture, and I, I wish we could share it. I really wish we could. But the thing that stood out to me is the body was definitely animal right I, I coyote, say coyote. for something i wouldn't i want to say coyote it was definitely coyote but what caught me it, it was on the hind legs moving but the arms yeah those were not arms of a coyote <coughs> those were the arms were bone they were bone yeah there, there was no flesh on the arms they were bone and i was like what in the world yeah it was just a creepy looking thing it was you could see it's right next to the road and you could see the the vantage point they took the picture from a vehicle it was interesting and i i i stared at that picture for for like five minutes off and on and i tried to process it and i i just couldn't what what caught me was was the arms the arms were totally bone and i just I I couldn't I I couldn't absorb it I couldn't process it right it was just crazy. Now the person, even the family that w- brought it to our attention, I I believe they're pretty credible. They are credible. They're they're good people. Pers- we we know the whole family. We've known them all our life. But that picture really threw me for a loop. I mean, it did. If it's authentic like they say it is, that's. Oh man, that just that blows everything out of the water. You know, I was always on the fence about shapeshifters and skinwalkers, but if that's authentic, I'm a believer. And and it is, you know, and and to them, it's it's the natives that practice the the dark arts, the right. black magic, and they they trusted us, and they allowed us to see it because we're so close to them. But they did say one thing that you know we're gonna let you see it, but. We, we can't we send can't, it to you. We can't share yes, it. Yes, we can't share it. And I respected that yeah. because of their beliefs. Yeah. Because it, when you when you talk about it, when you share it, you only give it power. Right. And we talked about this in an earlier podcast about how Native Americans don't want to discuss a lot of their culture or their beliefs until you gain their trust. Right. And we have gained the trust. That's why we were shown the picture. But they trust us because they know we won't. Uh, break their trust and and i won't and and those of you that are out there saying oh yeah you're full of shit yeah that's all right i don't care if you believe me or not what we saw we know we saw and right 
and I invite you to come out to the Southwest, contact me and I'll take you out to some of these reservation lands late at night. Yeah. And I don't care who you are. I guarantee you're going to feel creepy and you're going to feel scared and you're going to say, okay, I, I believe you. Let's get out of here. Yep. I, I have a, one of my good friends. I've been trying to get him to come and talk with us on the podcast. He lives here. He's just really busy. But his brother is the one who has a Native American friend with property up here. And he saw, he said it was a Sasquatch on his property. And he said, anytime we want to go camp there or use his property, we can, you know, to go what we call squatching. Right. But he said he won't go. And and that tells you something when they won't go. Yeah. They've experienced something that's, to them, life-changing where they want no part of it. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, and, you know... Here in Albuquerque, we have... Uh, I've never been on the ghost tours. I, I want to go. I think we should go. We should go. They have a ghost, a walking ghost tour down in Old Town. Then we have the uh, the Park Hotel. Was a, uh, I've been to the Park Hotel many times. That was a, a sane asylum. Right. And, and they keep it kind of... And what's cool about it is they keep it padded. You know, it's still... <laughs> the elevator's padded and... and and there's still the gurneys are tables only lowered and the light bulbs are it is cool it is cool but you still get a creepy feeling in there yeah and uh, uh you know it's strange but uh, i i've had an experience in the hospital in the unm hospital right i was in the restroom uh, you know when we've had family members there we've been there we spent late nights there I, I went into the restroom alone i i was washing my hands and then I heard somebody walking around the restroom behind me. There was no one there, but I heard that. I remember you coming out and asking if any of us were in there. Yeah. And we're like, no, you were in there alone. Yeah. And you're like, well, I swear someone was in there walking around. Yeah. I mean, but that could make sense because... In the hospital, yeah. It's a hospital. How many people have died there? And let's take it back to what separates us, that vibration, that veil, once they die, you know, it's possible that one, if they lowered the vibration, they come back into our plane, out of their plane. Right. And that's all the apparitions and ghosts really are. Right. And now maybe the ones that are stuck here, uh, maybe they're kind of in a, in a vibration in between. Right. And, and it can be. And and now that we're talking about apparitions, I showed my brother there. There's some people that used to live here in New Mexico, and they have a, a paranormal show on YouTube. Yes. And I, I told my brother, check this out. So one of them sat on the bed with a REM pod, and uh, clear as day, the camera caught a woman appearing right behind him next to him sitting yes. down and then it disappeared it was play yeah that that blew me away because i was playing his day and I, I i don't want to mention the show because i don't know if i have permission or if it's copyrighted but uh, i'll try and reach out to them and if they let me i'd like to give them a shout out because they definitely are in florida yes. and they're looking at some definitely haunted yeah, places and it's pretty cool because the, their production is excellent they, they don't have a big uh, tv studio or whatever on their side but they're doing it all themselves but they do excellent work they do some some of the most convincing work i'd say their work is better than some of these big productions yeah, that apparition of the that lady's the whole head the face that's one of the best i think i've ever seen i, I i'm gonna agree and it was just off their little camera they were using and uh I can't argue with that. Yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, hopefully they'll uh, 
you, you can get in touch with them and maybe they'll even call in and talk yeah, about it. Yeah, and and uh, one of uh, someone I know close, they said if they contact them, they're definitely going to give them my information. And I would love to get in contact with them and we'll, we'll get an interview with them yeah. because they're doing some amazing work down in Florida. Yep. And it, it's just crazy that we don't think about it. We go through our life, and you could be living next to or with someone in the same place that there's just hauntings going on, but you ignore them. You think it's the house creaking and cracking. Right. <coughs> now, and, uh, one theory is that... Um, Maybe they feed off your reaction or whatever. It gives them energy, something. But I'm sure it does. They said that, like, if you ignore them, they don't bother with you. Yes. Yeah, well, because they have a message that they want to get. I, I believe that, you know, uh, unless they truly are demonic, which I do believe there are demonic entities right. that are out to get you, you know. They're, right. They're, they're uh, not benevolent. They're malevolent. And they want to cause harm, disrupt your life. They want to kill you. Right. Uh, these entities that just want your attention to possibly just, you know, and a lot of them, that's why these psychics say, well, once the murder's solved, they, they move on. Or once they get their message to somebody. They move on, yeah. Right, because they, they're tied to this place because maybe unfinished business. Right. They're not ready to go in, until they have closure. And and, you, yeah, and some of them are so attached to their house or, their or, property, or an object. Yes. An, an object, yes. Uh, speaking of object, there was another uh, little story that I saw that this man bought an, a little object box in a, in an antique store. Now, this box had a Jewish prayer in the back of it. And... Uh, he thought nothing of it. He thought, well, it's an, I don't speak Jewish. It's yeah. It's just a box. But once he started, he bought it for a gift for a family member. But once the box got opened, first it opened in his house. And then strange things started happening to him. And he, he just blew it off. But he gave the box to his mom. She then had a stroke. Wow. And while she was recovering from the stroke, she couldn't speak, but she had a, an alphabet uh, board that she could spell letters out. And she told them, gift, no good, take it. She didn't want the box in her house no more. So then he gave it to his brother. And his brother started having issues, brought it back. So he finally took it back to the antique dealer he bought it from. And... Uh, they didn't want it back, so he sold it to a couple, and they kept it. Once he sold it to everything stopped for about eight months. One day, he got a, a, a package, and guess what it was? From the couple. Yes, the box. They said, don't worry about refund. We don't want this. And uh, they people would have the same dreams, everything. But there was an entity attached to that box that was not good right it was not kind wow and now maybe was that prayer how they trapped it in there maybe i, I was gonna say because we've all seen these scary movies about uh boxes with entities in them and yeah and this was real true to life and uh i'm gonna say those things exist 
They wow. exist. Let's look at look at the Annabelle movie. That doll is it's true. That that doll exists. Right. I, I saw a movie, I can't remember what it was, about a, a couple months ago on Netflix. Uh, it was about a psychiatrist and they were checking out this guy they thought he had multiple personalities right but the thing is when he would switch from one person to another one person was paralyzed when he switched the other he could get up and walk and the thing they that was weird is they do x-rays on the one that's paralyzed and his spine was fucked up and then when he'd switch they'd x-ray him again and it was fine so what and, and what, what it came back to is like uh, there was a, a lady who cursed him and she had this power she would heal people but she would uh suck their souls out and put them in a box for safekeeping and then give them their souls back but his curse was he was like a safe haven souls would enter him oh man and no i believe that that stuff is true Yeah, and like i said all this it it, it starts from somewhere there's got to be some truth somewhere there there does it's out there and it is true it is true i mean so many people just want to blow it off and and think oh no no science uh, don't explain that well, well here's my thing i i think we we take a lot of this and we pass it off as mental illness yes but we don't know that person's background we don't know the history of that unless you know that kid and you've seen that kid from day one that it was mental illness right now now yet along that lines there's a, a person in our family uh, she was like, uh, I guess she was sensitive. She could see dead people and right. she could see stuff like that. Now, after trips to the doctors and stuff, it's uh, a chemical imbalance in her brain. That's right. But here's the thing. That person was totally fine. And one day she just flipped the switch. Oh, no, I'm talking about a different person. Oh, yeah, no, that one is totally cuckoo. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I was thinking this one, but that one also was perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. And a flip just got switched. Now, I'm not going to say that that's a chemical balance. Well, you know, the thing about that person is uh, she, she was, she did good through all through high school, star athlete. She moved to Albuquerque for a while. Right. And they don't know what happened to her. They're thinking maybe a traumatic experience because after that's when that, switch flipped when she moved back and was never the same again but what kind of traumatic See, experience that nobody knows there again she was a heavily religious person yes as well. so yeah uh, okay we're talking about two different people but yeah okay so we got some cuckoos in yeah. our family so. yeah but what i'm saying is the one that could see spirits just like our, our native relative oh okay yeah 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 like that you know people one all already you know pass them off as crazy and a chemical imbalance because no. these spirits don't exist you're just no 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 to me those those are people that are on the verge of the other veil um like because i don't dismiss that i right you know and, and i'm gonna tell you right now all of you out there i am a christian i believe in christ and i believe in what the bible says but the digger the deeper we dig it makes you think. Right. No, but I, I believe in like heaven and earth, but who, who says they, they can't get stuck, you know, in between? Well, here's my thing. If you if you believe in the Bible, then you believe in demons. Right. And so many people just pass it off as demons, demons. I'm like, not everything can be demonic. Because right. some of these spirits that haunt your house that take the energy and they throw your plates around and whatnot, 
they're not demonic because they're not showing they're not manifesting demonic properties where they're choking you at night or, or trying to possess you that's right you know the 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 doors opening the plates i think it's trying to get your attention that's and and i believe that they want whether it be help to cross the other side or help to get or they want closure something closure, closure is my big thing is closure i believe yes. in closure and uh yes when you die what do they say Go to the light. Yes. And like they say, some people are so attached to their house that, like, if you start remodeling, it'll stir up the paranormal activity. Right. For instance, the Winchester house. You've heard of the Winchester mansion? No, I haven't. Okay. You know the rifle Winchester, right? Right. Well, supposedly... Uh, the the Winchester family believe they were cursed because their guns have killed so many people. Okay. So... I, I don't know if they went to a median or uh, somebody, a, a psychic, told no way they could keep the curse at bay was to keep adding on to the house. So that that mansion, the Winchester mansion, has hallways, stairways that lead nowhere. They just kept construction going until the Winchester widow passed away. I, I mean, is, if that's true, then uh, then Anheuser-Busch family better look out. Yep. Yeah. So, but I mean, that kind of makes sense. You you created something that takes life, doesn't give or but benefit. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's 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 a tool like anything else. You could take a life with a rock. You can. So, but is if that's true, what 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 is causing that? Yeah, you know, I don't know, but supposedly it's still haunted by the Winchester family. That's interesting. That's interesting. You, you need to research that one. Maybe. Yeah, that's a new one for me. I do. I do. Uh, so, the, see, there, this world is full of so many paranormal activities that we don't even, we don't know. Right. And, and just because we can't explain them don't mean we should write them off. That's right. And not everything is demonic. I, I'm no. not going to go that route. I'm not. I mean, yeah, there's been instances of children, you know. Of course, of course. And I, I mean, we see these videos on YouTube and on uh, Facebook. And I, I've seen some that are, are pretty cool where a person's walking and I, you see the entity leave that person and enter the other entity but i'm like okay is is that true and today with all our cgi and our photoshop and everything i'm not gonna say it's a lie and i'm right. i don't dismiss anything right but it, it, you know it's it's interesting but unless we experience it for our, for ourselves we can't Get behind it one hundred percent. Say this video is real, or we can't. And and here's my thing: we did earlier when we started this podcast. We did give our personal experiences, right? And that I can get behind. Yes. And that's why that's why I don't throw anyone when they say they've right. had an experience. I don't throw it out because right. I've had my own personal. Now, experience. when I first started watching these paranormal shows, I was I was always on the fence about the orbs and you know because it could be dust or whatever. And that's what they say. But you and I saw some of the best orbs I've ever seen recorded from a doorbell camera at one of our family members' houses. We have, we have, and. I don't. I don't know how to explain that. Those orbs were clear as day, and just the the path because they both kind of they came out of the wall. They came out of the wall. One went on a straight path. The other one kind of took off after the other orb. Yeah, yeah it kind of lingered and then went on its way. Yeah. So, 
But what were they doing? What orbs were they in? What were they doing there? Well, if, I believe it was somebody checking on that person because if you recall, not long after that, that person found out she had cancer. Yeah, you, you are correct. So who knows? Who knows? It, it could have been a, a family member or two checking up on her. and It, it could have been. And uh, we're proud to say today that person's cancer-free. Yep. Thank God. Thank God. And, uh, yeah, orbs, they're seen in the forest. I mean, look, we were watching Expedition Bigfoot, and look at the orbs that were in the forest there. Yeah, that's uh, that one was hard to explain because, you know, supposedly they were out in the middle of nowhere, no man's land. That's right. So what's there? Although there was a cemetery. Right. So, But that was, it was an old one, and it's, it's weird because it just... The children. It was all children. All children that died. And a lot of them under two years old. And what did she say one night? She heard children crying. The night before, laughing. Children laughing outside her tent. Right? So, I don't dismiss any of these stories. I don't say people are full of shit or they're crazy. I just won't do it because I've had my own, as my brother has. Yep. And that's what we wanted to share with you guys tonight. This may not have been the most exciting podcast, but it's one we wanted to share. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, and that's why we started this podcast to talk about things that interest us, and hopefully you're interested in a lot of the same things. I hope you are, and if you have a story, don't be afraid to reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. We're not going to criticize you. We're not going to judge you. Maybe one day we'll even do a, a podcast about our uh, our excursions abroad when we're in the military. And that, that'll be adults only. We'll talk that, about that later. That's 21 and over, Vince. <laughs> that's uh, what it's NC-17. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening and join us tonight. We hope you keep following us. And if you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button. And if you want to get in touch with us with the story, here's how you do it. Email us at latenightwithlarry55 at gmail.com. You guys, peace out. Peace.